Welcome to the Marvel DNT Evolution podcast with myself, Andy Stead. And I'm Jarian Gibson. And I'm Alex Stroud. Good to be back, fellas. Good to be back. We're a little bit late with some uh, scheduling conflicts for this week, but uh, it does mean that we get to speak about two episodes of Hawkeye rather than just one. So that's good. Um, but yeah, um, it's, uh, it's nice to see you. How are you doing, Jarian? All right? Yeah, doing pretty good. I- excited to talk about these, uh, these two episodes because I was really pumped to talk about it last week after... Last week's episode, so today we're getting that double header. So, excellent, excited, excellent. Alex. How are you? I'm good. I actually just watched Hawkeye like about an hour ago, so I'm pretty, I'm pretty fresh, you know, on yeah. on the new episode. So, yeah, me too. We've only just finished watching it about an hour or two ago, so um, yeah, that's still fresh in my mind. Um, but before we start, I don't know if you can see if anybody's watching in the background. Look at that. Oh, the eye of Agamotto. That is the that is the eye of Agamotto that my um that my wife bought for me for uh for my birthday, and it's really cool. I'll do the little windy up thing now. I haven't got a battery in it at the moment, and it does make a funny noise. But if you can see, if anybody's watching the video, it's closed at the moment, and then you press this little button on the top, and then there's supposed to be um batteries in there, so it lights up. But then you press it, and it opens up. Whoa! Get your hand gesture you could do it uh, yeah i, I was yeah. i've been i was practicing it but then i thought no and then the little um if you press the button as well the um the gem comes out oh, and wow. um and and when you've got the battery in it char it, it sends a little charge to the gem and the gem glows even when it's out of the of the eye nice oh that's yeah. cool i know tell me about it so that's uh, that was my birthday present from from my wife <laughs> i really like the stand on that too like yeah yeah it's really nice awesome. yeah yeah it's nice it's got some nice patterning on it as well yeah but yeah it's really cool so it all sort of fits together and uh yeah there we go that's a that's a little artifact in the background i'm gonna leave it just up there like that lovely um but anyway yeah so there you go that was uh that was new for my birthday two days ago so uh yeah and um, happy bleeder birthday by the way Thank you very much. Yeah, one year, uh, one year closer to the big four oh. So <laughs> this time next year, I'll be sitting here in a new decade. But um, <laughs> it's all good. Um, what was I going to say? Just a little recap of of last episode. Um, we had um, Steve Honeycutt on um, with his um, great insight into the world of comics that aren't to do with superheroes and. Obviously, his journey developing his his own comic, um, Escape Escape to Earth. So um, that was really interesting to have Steve on. Yes. Yeah, I, I really liked his comic, by the way. Yeah, yes. uh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, I can't wait to get the rest of it and 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 actually read the whole thing. I, I really liked these um his main character, and like I said to him last week, he he did he did strike me as that sort of lovable rogue you know Han Solo Peter Quill that kind of that kind of person who you just sort of think he's he's a little could come across as a little bit you know a little bit silly a little bit moronic but actually you know he's he's quite clever he's quite sort of street smart he knows what's going on um but yeah I really liked his his character and and the female character that was introduced towards the end of that eight pages obviously seemed like a very sort of strong female character a little bit again you know I'll keep using the um uh Star Wars and Guardians references, but a little bit like Leia, a little bit like Gamora, yep. you know, that kind of powerful female character with the kind of slightly silly, moronic main character. But yeah, worked really well. Really enjoyed it. So yeah, looking forward to seeing uh, seeing that be completed. 
I, I really thought the artwork in that like matched up really well with the story for yes. what we saw. So like I, that was why I was so curious. I was kind of like beating that dead horse. I was like, you know, like, how, how do you do that? Like, how do you tell the story, but also have like the artwork tell the exact same story that you're trying to tell as the, as the writer, you know, like. Especially across, you know, like what Steve was saying, that um, the, the artist and, uh, and, and him are not in, in the same room together. That must be even more difficult to find that kind of connection over, yeah. over video, over the internet, over distance, over countries or wherever it might be, you know. Yep. So it's good that someone can pick up the script and read it and sort of then translate that script into images that actually um, relate to the, to the script. Yeah. yeah. That's a talent. Very, very a talent. awesome. Mm, very good. Very good. And um, uh, speaking of guests, I keep, I keep, I must've had my weeks wrong for about a month because I keep thinking that we've had, I'll get, I'm going, yeah, next week, every every week I keep going next week, we're going to have Luke on talking about no way home. And I just keep forgetting what it is, but really, really, really now next week, <laughs> Luke is going to be on talking about no way home. Cause it's yep. next week now. It's literally this time next week. So we're recording a little bit late Wednesday. So we're a little bit late because of birthdays and scheduling conflicts and illnesses and et cetera, et cetera. But this time next week, I would have seen no way home quite excited <laughs> um and we will have luke on and i've just uh tapped up a new guest today i won't say too much don't want to ruin any surprises but tapped up a new guest today that we'll uh, we'll be speaking to in the new year so um we'll be getting some fresh voices on guys don't worry about that um so it's been a couple of weeks since we've had a, a big sort of news hit Joe. and i know we've got quite a lot of pieces but we're going to stick to three main areas um over to you yeah so uh secret invasion um Kobe Smolders is back playing Maria Hill. So interesting to see. And there's some speculation that she could have been a scroll this entire time. So oh wow, since like Avengers one. Yeah. Oh wow. That would be interesting. I mean, Remember? obviously, we see her in, in Far From Home as a scroll. Yes. I mean, um, yeah. but do we think that even that so do we think that it's the same person, the same scroll? that's played her or is it, it a different it, scroll that was playing her? Is that it can't be the same because Talos's wife was, well, actually, no, it could be the same because yeah, I'm getting my time. My movie's messed up here because the time frame of the movie, not the MCU order, but the time frame of Captain Marvel was before everything it, else started. It, it was like nine. Except right? Captain America. Yeah. Except Captain America. So yeah, that could, she could have been a scroll the entire time. Yeah. That'd be it interesting. Could have been her. It, yeah. Could have been Talos's wife the whole time. Yep. Yeah, that would be uh, that would be fun. Um, it also um, makes you sorry. Go ahead. No, go for it. Yeah. It also makes you wonder how long has Nick Fury been a scroll? Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how long he's been playing that game? Well, mm-hmm. well, well. Plus, you know, you have the scrolls like supposedly here since like the early '90s with Captain Marvel. Yep. Like, you know, they could have infiltrated, basically gotten positions of power over decades. You know, with various different roles and and people that they impersonated and stuff like that. And like that, could, was the, that, that was the point in the Secret Invasion comic, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Like, could Pierce been a scroll, or any of the Hydra members been scrolls? Yeah. I think As we'll well. find. I think we'll find that they've had sleeper cells everywhere. Yep. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really excited for Secret Invasion. If there's one, I mean, I'm excited for all the projects coming up, but Secret Invasion is certainly one of the ones that I'm really looking forward to. Um, I hope that we get enough of it. You know, I mean, it's so I don't think they've said how many episodes it is yet, have they? 
No, but most of them have been like six episodes for these shows. So I hope it's more than six. Like, yeah, I hope it's or like longer. At least eight, maybe eight. Hopefully, you or know. longer episodes. Remember, yeah, it's their it's their platform. They're not stuck to a time window. So. Oh no, I think no, I think they. So I've got on my little my little list on my phone, and I was sort of keeping track of official releases um, and and official news. And apparently, it's six episodes. <laughs> so I don't mind six episodes as long as it's six. Decent length episodes, like as long as they're 40, 45 minutes, like like Hawkeye is, is, seems to be. Um, if we're getting six 30-minute or less episodes, well, 30 minutes on Disney+, Plus, so that means 23 minutes with seven minutes of credits. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, as long as we get sort of 45-minute episodes and really flesh out the episode rather than just sort of quickly getting in and getting out again and you're like, hold on, what's happened? You don't really get a chance to process it, do you? Well, there's there's a lot going on there, you know. Like there's mm-hmm. a there's a there's a lot there's a lot of moving pieces in that story. So so you've got to have like a lot of time to actually like develop that and and lay that groundwork. I feel like I'm I agree, sure- especially if they sorry, Joan, especially if they do intertwine all of these different eras and yep. say, yeah, look, the scrolls have been around from you know and from here and from here and from here, and you know you want to see that well, how did they get away with it? And how did they get in there? And where's the real person gone? And, you know, hopefully they don't just gloss over that and go, oh, yeah, they've been around forever. And here we go. We're here now. Like, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if we see like a uh, Winter Soldier slash Black Widow intro of showing the scrolls throughout history <clears throat> type to start the show off. And then if the Secret Invasion doesn't intertwine with the Marvels um, and any other properties or even go into like the next Avengers movie, or the next team-up movie as well. I don't think they're going to get this resolved in one season, six episodes. So most likely it's going to continue into a movie or continue into a second season, mm. is my guess. Well, and mm. with that, with those Winter Soldier vibes that you were talking about, like Captain America's second movie, you know, it's so funny. You have Hydra that's like always been like secretly mm. in the fold this entire time. The scrolls, it's it can be very similar with them too. Yeah. You know, very very similar <clears throat> like situation, except for you know they can just change appearances. That's the only difference. So it's mm. a little bit a little bit harder to deal with them. But or where they play it to where like the um, once the scrolls started showing up, they infiltrated or the bad scrolls infiltrated and took over Hydra. Yeah. Somebody said, I can't remember, I don't, I'm sure it wasn't one of us. I'm sure it was a guest. And somebody said that there's a lot going on at the minute in the MCU, a lot of big storylines going on at the minute. So you've got, you've got the multiverse that's obviously started to happen and going to continue to happen. You've got the secret invasion thing that's happening by the looks of it next, uh, next year. Um, and you've got uh, the, the sort of Thunderbolts thing that seems to be happening as well, that we nothing's really been announced and we don't really know, but you can kind of, you know, the sense with Val, and we'll talk about that in a little minute. Um, and you've got the Young Avengers that yep. are all sort of turning up. So there's sort of four or five big kind of things that are happening all at once. And I don't know whether um, it's, you know, is there too much going on at one time or, or not? Unless it all ties together. At some well, point, you know, I, I, I like to be optimistic and I like to think you, you I don't know if you remember back in like the beginning when we had no expectations of ever seeing like the Infinity Gauntlet or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like we had the first Avengers, like we had little like breadcrumbs laid for things that like maybe it would be used one day if it ever went anywhere. So like I kind of hope that's what they're doing here is like, you know, if it keeps on going long enough, like, yeah, maybe we, we've got the foundation there. We can expand on it. But mm. Yeah, no, that's a fair something. point. 
may, That's a may, fair point. may not be necessary to really like, you know, focus on right now, but maybe one day. Yeah, I see what you're saying. They're like you say, dropping those little breadcrumbs and saying that, that you know these stories are here. We can play them if we want, but we don't have to. Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, that's a fair point. But uh, fundamentally, Kobe Schmolder's back as Maria Hill, scroll or not a scroll. Um, I think that's a good thing. I quite, I quite enjoy watching her play Maria Hill in all of the outings that she's that she's uh, done it in so far. So it's good to see her back. All right, Lee, Maria Hill in the cartoon was a key point. It was either Earth's Mightiest Heroes or um, Assemble, where she was like the key point in the Secret Invasion right storyline. Okay. I can't. I think I've. I don't. Don't think I've seen the Avengers Assemble version of it. I've seen the Earth Mightiest Heroes. It was. It was. It was Muscle Earth Mightiest Heroes. It was one of them where she was like the main, the main one. Right. Um, okay. In in that storyline. So. Mm. But um. Yeah. It's good. Good stuff. Good. Good to see her back. And if uh. Wait a minute. So she was in. She was in Phase One. She mm-hmm. was in Phase Two. She was in Phase Three, and now she's going to be in be Phase, phase four, four as well. Yep. So there's not many that have done that, is there? Clint, Fury. Yeah. Clint's done it. Fury's done it. Maria Rod- Hill. Rhodey's done it. R- Rhodey. Technically Black Widow because her L- movie took yeah. place. Yeah, Loki. Yeah, Loki, Loki. Thor. Yeah. Thor. 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 Has he? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Thor. He, w- he, w- he will have done, but he hasn't yep. yet. Yeah. Guard- yeah uh, I- Guardians? Was that? No, they weren't in one. No, they were phase they two. That's phase right. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, so there's not many that have uh, that have done that yet. So, I mean, obviously that that will change in the next year. Uh, I should imagine you'll get a load of them. Hulk, yeah, Banner. So yeah, they will they will all turn up eventually. But yep. anyway, um, good stuff. Maria Hill back. We like that. What's our next our next uh, stop, Joan? Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. So Peyton Reed, the director, uh, he shared it on Twitter that the film is officially wrapped production by by tweeting. Principal photography on Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is now complete. Can't wait to show you all what we've been up to. So that's good news. Nice. And we got um, that um, We got that uh, next stunt year. t-shirt, didn't we? Yep. Yeah. There's a stunt yeah, t-shirt as well that, that shows the cracked uh, Ant-Man helmet. And you see Kang's reflection in it, which kind of follows the theme of all the third movies of something getting destroyed. Whether it's suits, whether it's the hammer, you know, but of all yeah. the trilogies, some, you know, the shield. Mm. Um something gets destroyed or taken away. Yeah. yeah. Nice. And, um, and, and looked very comic accurate as well. Yep. Kang in that reflection, whether yeah. that's a true, whether that's a true reflection, excuse the pun um, <laughs> of what he looks like in the movie or not, or whether that's just for the t-shirts, who knows? Looked, looked very similar to the statue at the end of season one of Loki. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Yeah, hopefully they can continue, uh, like, you know, have that continuity um, of Kang throughout history. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and we will have season two for Loki hopefully soon. So, <laughs> you know, like, hopefully we, we get a little bit more on, on that front too. On Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's, he's certainly going to tie in everywhere, isn't he, Kang? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of all over the place, you know, mm. so. Yeah, hopefully, I, I'm hoping that we don't see the end of him that when we think we've seen the end of him, do you know what I mean? I hope, hopefully that Jonathan Majors will just be around forever in the MCU and just pop up, pop up. Yeah. Like, like like Kang does just exactly like Kang does. Kang's just been around forever. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh, 
it's it's Kang or it's you know um, Immortus or it's Ram Tut or it's one of the other versions of him that's had something to do with this, you know. So um, that'd be interesting. Like he just jumps through time or, or jumps through multiverse and this shows up as a threat. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically, yeah, yeah. When yeah. When, when when you're lacking a threat, don't worry, Kang will turn yep. up. <laughs> Kang. <laughs> Um, other news too. There are some rumors. Uh, the first one is that Kate Bishop will appear in Quantum Mania. So, this to me sounds more like a small cameo or an end credit scene, possibly you know recruiting um, Cassie Lang's stature, um, you know setting up Young Avengers possibly because they do have history in the comics. Um, so interesting to see what this turns out to be with with Kate Bishop rumored to show up in Quantum Mania. Mm. Yeah, that's what I reckon, Joran. I reckon it's uh, it's her and um, Cassie Lang or Stature. Yep, is a is a hero name. I can't really imagine her being in that movie for any other purpose other than for that. You know. Yeah. Yeah, there's no real reason, is there? At least what, what we haven't seen at the moment. Um, although we don't know where to watch what the watch is all about yet, but we can talk yeah. about that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. We also know that what to do with something that Clinton Hawkeye. Do you have a little history in the MCU? Because Clint's the one to go pick up um scott for mm. civil war um so there, there is some some tie there so in that same sense maybe clint's like hey kate i need you to go check in on on scott and maybe she ends up running a stature to cassie yeah 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 like that's a good point actually there's a that's that nice nice little collection connection there yeah. isn't there between uh clint and scott yeah that's true um but yeah i reckon we can bank on the young avengers uh link for that one and then the big news that dropped today is that, well, this is not, okay, so let me backtrack there. This is not news today, but this ties to the news today. Um, Modoc will have a big role in Quantumania as well. Um, now, it was reported before that Jim Carrey was going to voice Modoc, but it seems that that's not going to happen, at least not in Quantumania. Um, so when I heard this news about Modoc being in there without Jim Carrey, I'm like, well, Bill Murray has been. You know, basically, they're saying Bill Murray has been cast for the movie. Is Bill Murray the one going to cast uh, or voice Modoc, right? Um, which I thought there for a while. But today's big news is that this is from the GWW, so Geeks Worldwide, is that Corey Stoll is playing Modoc. So if you don't know, remember who Corey Stoll is, he was Darren Cross, aka Yellow Jacket, in the first uh, Ant Man film. Now, we do know we saw the huge head in the void um, in Loki. Um, so with Darren Cross, you know, with Yellow Jacket getting sucked into the uh, quantum realm, you know, is that how he survived by some kind of technology and so forth? And that's how he becomes MODOK. It'd be interesting to see how it plays out because reading more about this and the rumors is that he's still Cross, but, but he'll become MODOK. So again, it's almost like whatever happened to him at the quantum realm when he got, you know, um, he got shrunk by Scott um into the quantum realm and then you know similar to how janet survived uh in the quantum realm those years we saw that small city maybe there's something that he comes across to uh make him um modok and survive didn't he shrink like one body part at a time yeah 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 Yeah, like maybe that's the reason why he you know has little arms and little legs yeah yeah yeah, it's like modok huge head you have a huge body the small arms and legs so Yeah, the, the, I mean, yeah, you know, his his helmet in uh, in Loki was a was an odd inclusion, wasn't it? Actually, at the time, um, yeah. and it still seems odd now. And to be honest, even um, 
you know, somebody said today, I saw, I think it might have been our Dave, might have said about it being a bit of foreshadowing. If, uh, you know, the huge head. Yep. Um, that was all on the ground. Head. Yeah. Yeah. So it might be interesting to see if that is it. Um, I've got to admit, though, um, I must say, I'm a little bit disappointed if that if it does work out like that, because I really, I'm one of these people, I'll get an idea in my head. And I'm like, and if I think it's a really good idea, I'll be like, God, that, that's got to happen. If it doesn't happen, I'm going to be really settled. disappointed. <laughs> yes, yeah, totally. Settled. I mean, at this point, if Zac Efron doesn't play Wolverine, I'm just going to quit watching everything to do with comics. <laughs> but, uh, and if anybody's listening to that for the first time, they've never heard me or seen me say that on the group, right? You can, by all means, tag me in something and just say, what are you going on about? And I'll, I'll, I'll sell it to you. Anyway, um, we spoke to Monty, didn't we, a few weeks ago? And yep. we spoke about that sympathetic villain and that kind of, um, uh, and I'll tell you what else I've done last couple of uh, days. Um, he's, uh, I started playing um, the Avengers game on the Xbox and uh, Modoc uh, or George Tarleton plays a big role in that. Um, and he is kind of this kind of bumbling scientist. Yep. And then he, he, you know, the, the, the accident happens and then he starts becoming this kind of corrupted person. And I really like the idea. Like we said, when we spoke to Monty a few weeks ago, we come up with that sort of the sympathetic villain, you know, this kind of, he's been picked on at work and everybody laughs at him. And, you know, you kind of can't, you know, you kind of feel sorry for him in a way. And they, they sort of make him go into this experiment and they make him be this kind of person that he doesn't want to be. And then he turns into this person he doesn't want to be. And I really like that route of it's almost like the bullied person becomes the villain. You almost for a while, you, you sympathize with them. And then until they become, uh, you know, a psychopath. And then, you know, you then want the hero to win. But I think that's a nice contrast between a hero, especially actually um, a hero like Scott, who is, has got some questionable past, you know, yeah. I'm not saying he's, he's, he's a bad guy. He's not, but you know, he's done some things, you know, he's been a thief and all of that kind of stuff. And then having this villain who you kind of like, well, actually am I rooting for him? Cause I do kind of feel sorry for him a little bit. So I really like that idea. Um, so I, I was kind of looking forward to maybe seeing something like that, but you know, I can, I can, I can dig uh, uh, Corey Stoll playing him or Darren Cross or, you know, wherever it is. But think do, about what you just said right now, Alex. Uh, I was just going to say, do we think that, uh, you know, we saw aim kind of teased in, in Iron Man three. Do we think that'll have any connection to MODOK possibly in the future? Like, maybe maybe yeah. so here's my here's my thoughts on it so i'll just both of what you guys have said because alex kind of had another angle to what i was thinking about so you think about you know what you said uh, about modok you know and 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 um i'm gonna blank on the name again um uh george tarleton yeah george tarleton sorry i went blank there and george tarleton and you think about darren cross and his arc in ant-man the first movie kind of similar lines there he was always in hank pym's shadow he was doing stuff to get out of Hank Pym's shadow. Remember when Hope said the the suits making you you know making you crazy, kind of making you that that thing. So it's almost a similar line there with Darren Cross. If Darren Cross indeed is playing Modok, to where maybe you know in the quantum realm he meets some other people that can kind of save him, but by saving him they you know he becomes Modok. But kind of similar storyline there. Um, and Alex mentioned Aim. Um, what if uh, AIM is the the company that kind of kind of took over the people that took over Darren Cross's company after it got mm -hmm. destroyed? Any any you know any remnants they could have found of it? Maybe AIM's tied to the special buyer, 
Um, who knows? Because they, they, they kept wanting all the PIM stuff, right? Mm. So think about the from Ant-Man to Ant-Man the Wasp, special buyer, wanting Hank PIM's technology, you know, on the information. What if that's AIM? What if that's someone tied to helping mm. trying to get Cross out of the quantum realm? Mm. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, no, that's that's nice. I like that theory, actually. Yeah. So, just something, yeah. yeah, just some, some some parallels there. Or maybe it's, maybe somehow it's Cross himself trying to do it from the quantum realm. Ooh, that could be good. Yeah. Because remember, Janet was doing that with uh, Scott and the antenna that she put in his head to get out of the quantum realm. So maybe, maybe, um, I don't know, with all the shrinking and, and, and everything going on with all different stuff, someone got something similar or he found mm. some other way to communicate from the quantum realm to, to somebody else outside of the quantum realm. Mm. Yeah, there you go. Uh, maybe he... Oh, here or maybe, we go. maybe maybe game found a way to communicate with him, mm-hmm. or, or or maybe he finds a way. It does exactly what Janet did with Scott, but with George Tarleton. Yeah, there you go. Boom. <laughs> maybe <laughs> George Tarleton in the MCU is the AIM scientist working with Cross in, in the yeah. mix Cross Modoc. There you go, Andy. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I'm happy now. Yeah. <laughs> and we was right. Yeah. And scene. <laughs> Whoops, be careful there. You're knocking you're knocking Funkos I, over the head of the I, I saw it. I hit my head and they've all gone. Oh no. I'll have to uh, I'll have to I'll have to fix that later. <laughs> um yeah, no, that that's definitely um that's definitely what's gonna happen. Um brilliant. So um yeah, lots of news there for Ant and Quantum Mania. And I want to add one thing here. I'm going to throw a curveball because um, after the Shang-Chi announcement about upcoming sequels and Disney Plus spinoffs and uh, Creston is back, um, there is also um, some news about rumored 2023 production starting. Um, Fantastic Four, Nova, a Koye series spinoff from Wakanda forever, and the Shang-Chi sequel, which goes to my next bit of news is Nova. Nova's starting to pop back up in the news again. So uh, Kevin Feige had some thoughts on, on Nova. Um, the opening of Avengers Infinity War seemingly set up a possible origin story for Richard Ryder um, with Thanos decimating Xandar off screen um, it, it, in pursuit of the Power Stone. During the press rounds for that film, and this is back from Infinity War, Kevin Feige teased the immediate potential of the character, but over three years later, he's still yet to be seen. Um, in a recent interview with comicbook.com, Feig was asked if he, it was more likely we'd see the human rocket introduced in his own project or another film. And as he often does, Feig didn't give much of an answer. So here's how Kevin answered that, Feig. It's a good question. It's a good question. We have plenty. You know, it depends. We oftentimes see Black Panther as a great example, where we're always working uh, a Black Panther standalone. The world of Wakanda had to dive into that. Then the opportunity for him to appear first in Civil War came up, so it, it always varies. So, again, there's a rumor production starting date for Nova for 2023. You know, Nova's probably back up in the news. Are there some breadcrumbs there? And are they actually going to now do the Black Panther route where we see Nova maybe in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 maybe teased? Um, and then Nova goes into his own origin story film. Um, or do we see Noah pop up somewhere else, like maybe the Marvels, um, maybe on one of the other TV shows? I don't know what other TV show he pop up in for Disney Plus series right now. Um, but maybe pop up in the Marvels, maybe pop up in in um, Guardians of the Galaxy three, Love and Thunder, maybe possibly because there's always mm-hmm. cosmic stuff in Love and, and Thor movies. 
Um, so it's interesting to see that and with that rumor production start of 2023, which didn't say if it was a series or a movie, um, but um, it seems like Nova is starting to pick up traction again. Mm. Yeah, I'd, um, I'd quite like to see Nova. And I think going back to what you were saying about or what, what Kevin Feige was saying about the um, the origins of these characters, where, um, and, and I think it's something that I kind of touched on uh, a couple of weeks ago um, on the show, was that we're now seeing things that have happened in the MCU 10 years ago or, or so, um, set the stage for things that are happening now uh, and and a perfect example of that is is what's going on right now is hawkeye yep. you know obviously we saw that scene from you know um uh, the avengers movie the first avengers movie in 2012 and that's kind of what set the wheels in motion for this particular show so we could see that same thing again you know these these events that have happened historically in the mcu and now are affecting some things that are happening now and we're kind of seeing them from a different angle you know um retrospectively now and they've created a new character um so yeah i i, I mean that's we've known that was kind of there haven't we ever since um guardians and we're still wondering who that addition to the guardians cast is mm. going to play you know we don't know mm. who he's going to play we, we people think it's beta ray bill someone said surfer you know could it be could he be nova mm. yeah and maybe at the beginning of guardians of the galaxy 3 we actually have that flashback of the decimation of xander and then seeing nova get created and then the guardians run into him and you know i feel i feel like there's a very good chance that could be nova yeah, you know, like even if it's just for a, a just a small introduction to like Nova, third act maybe, you know, because who? So you, Richard Ryder is the Nova, the most sort of popular Nova, isn't it? Yep. A Nova that's been Nova, and then there's a, there's a younger lad, isn't there? Samuel, Sam Alexander. Yep, Sam Alexander. Yeah. Um, but there was, but but the Nova mantle, they're Nova corpse, aren't they? So they've been, and they've got the uh, what's the helmet? The world. Oh, what's it, what's it called? The, uh, the in the helmet that they, they hear the world. It's not the world engine, is it? <laughs> Something. It's like the, it's like the power the power of the Nova corpse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's called. It's the world something. I can't remember what it is now off the top of my head. But um, but yeah, it's the world something that that, that they get in there. In it's the knowledge, isn't it? The world yeah. knowledge mm -hmm. or something something like that. I can't remember what it's called now. Um, but yeah, they get that in their helmet. Um, uh, so so it's kind of a mantle especially you know that that sort of passed down a little bit um green lantern-esque yep. i think isn't it in a yeah, way kind, yes. kind, kind of like police force ish kind of like yeah. the green lanterns you know kind of yeah so we could be seeing um the mantle almost passed down until we maybe find a richard Ryder or a sam alexander is it going to be someone younger or are we going to see an older actor or an older um nova or a younger nova or maybe we see John Z. Raleigh coming back and he's the only survivor of Xandar and he's the one that kind of transfers that power to or becomes a Nova in the MCU. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Um I, I like John Z. Riley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a good, he, he was um he was a strange addition to that movie though. I, that really was a bit odd when I, when he first turned when I first sort of realized that he was in uh, Guardians. I was like, that's strange. I mean, I know he's a comedic actor and it was kind of a comedic film, but you know. Was but, but, but besides Glenn Close being Nova Prime, um, he was the only standout really um person on you know mm. you know, you know, person on, on from the Nova Corpse that kind of stood out was John Jolly's character, right? And mm. they, they had a little arc of him in that in that story because the other guy, 
they didn't trust the guardians um he, he died in the battle with uh ronin so yeah yep. and they showed else? his family as well didn't yep, they? Jim exactly Shiro's so family. so who else you know who else unless it's glenn close doing it you know um who's gonna who's, who's gonna transfer that power to the, the new renova interesting interesting um what's next Jaren? what's next that's it for the news today now let's talk hawkeye uh, episodes three and four brilliant Brilliant. So a lot, some, some good news. And I know you've got loads of other stuff, but we could, we could sit here and go on for hours. Um, but, uh, but yeah, as you quite rightly put it, we've got uh, two episodes of Hawkeye to talk about. So, um, well, first of all, first and foremost, coming from me, um, we got a quality car chase last week. I was, uh, I was really pleased with that. And I think actually if there was any, um, scene from uh, a comic to, to the, to live action that would have been hard to do it was that whole you know um <laughs> that that car chase with the arrows but yep. kate basically played the title of the arrow like is in the panel so in the in the comic there's like there, there's the scene isn't there and then at the bottom you've got the title of the arrow you know boomerang arrow or whatever it was and then and kate basically did that bit she was like yep. oh Goo arrow, bam. And then and yeah, I, every time she said it, I kind of envisaged that little panel across the bottom, you know, the, the title of the arrow before she fired it. Um, but uh, yeah, that was um that was a that was a superb action sequence, I, I think. And the first the first um couple of minutes, how they recorded it with the camera that seemed to be on a swivel inside the car and the car was spinning round. Um, that was really well done. Um, my only complaint is that the um trailer or whatever it was called sizzle reel whatever from disney plus day showed a lot of it yeah um and i was like ah oh, damn i wish i never actually watched it now i think i would have enjoyed it more if i'd have seen it for the first time last week than the week before you know well, in uh, disney plus day well they did kind of kind of trick us with the arrow though because in the trailers the arrow did not say pim on it mm. and then we, we saw the big pim arrow at the end uh in, in the pim tech so again another hawkeye scott lang tie mm. you know that's a good point because i don't see i don't see um hank pim doing that that's that's scott lane mm. making those arrows probably with clint for clint mm. yeah that's a good point so they've obviously yeah. had some sort of connection between uh between then and uh, uh end game yep unless we um, find out that maybe hank pim kind of took over the tony stark role for the avengers after the events of Endgame. Yeah, maybe. Although, having said that, in and I don't want to jump necessarily jump forward to this week's episode really super quick um, uh, uh, right now, but super quick. Um, he does say there's no more trick arrows, don't he? Oh, he yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. It, it's almost like the bankroll's gone. There's no bankroll anymore. But- um, and we kind of feel that from... Uh, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier as well, don't we? Where Falcon's got bugger all, like the bankroll's gone. They're bankrolled by Wakanda now. Well, his new suit was, wasn't it? So, but we did see, and we haven't seen this yet in, in, the, in the series. There was a screenshot um, of Clint working with Stark Tech to build new arrows. We have not was seen that, Stark that yet. Tech, or no, was it, that his earpiece? No, it was. It said Stark, and there were arrows. Oh, oh right, okay. So, oh, right, okay, fine. Oh but, well, yeah. yeah. So maybe we'll um, see that. But the Pim Arrow was possibly the yeah. best moment that I've seen in the MCU for a long time. Actually, I was really, I was like, oh, yes, that's awesome. I was like, he's going to shoot that arrow. It's going to go big. 
it, it was so funny because watching that scene until like I noticed that it was the Pym arrow because I remember seeing it in the, the trailer or in the pictures or whatever and you didn't see the Pym. So nope. I never even looked at the arrowhead. I was just like, why is he going to shoot another arrow with another arrow? <laughs> and then like as soon as I saw it happen, I was like, whoa, like what did I just see? Is it kind of oh, a, yeah. a throwback to the Civil War II where he shot uh, Scott with the arrow to, to go to Iron Man? So yeah, I'm, I'm ready, you know, arrow so, guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I wonder if there's some parallels there too also. Uh, yeah, definitely. But for me, this episode off the bat with the intro to Alakwa Cox's um, Echo slash Maya Lopez, they did that really well. Um, mm-hmm. And on display, you know, because uh, Maya Lopez Echo is not an amputee in, in the comics, but Alakwa Cox is. And this, this is actually mm-hmm. her first acting role. Mm-hmm. Um, this is her first role here. And they put that full on display with her. And I thought was great. And what I didn't know until later on is the little girl, uh, the actress that played her as a little girl. That's her cousin. It's her cousin. Yeah. Yes. And her cousin learned ASL just for this role. Yeah. So yeah, I found that out today. Actually. Yeah. So they were, I, I was really well done. Um, and we, you know, with Echo's arc and Mia Lopez, you know, she ends up with Daredevil. Um, she wears the Ronin suit. Um, she gets away from Fisk. So it's interesting to see what her arc is going to be. Um, in the MCU, because am I am I the only one? And Jamie brought this to my attention, and I when I watched it again, I started noticing this too. There's some tension between Kazi and, and Maya in this show, almost like because I know I, if I'm in the comics, um, Kazi is the one that kills her her father by order, of, or Kingpin does by order of Kingpin. Mm. You know, kills her mm-hmm. father. You know, and she finds out later, and that's how she turns from bad to good. So I wonder. I almost wondered with how much interest Kazi has in the Ronin suit and what's going on and her not pursuing this angle, did Kingpin order Kazi to kill her father dressed up as Ronin? Mm-hmm. Because even today's episode, jumping forward, when they're talking in the car, it's like, there's something there. And once Jimmy said that to me and I keep watching the episodes, there's something yeah. there. Yeah, and Clint like makes that line about like how the leader has changed, but yet he's always been in the same position. And that mm-hmm. one it, like Kazi's always been like he's never really progressed any higher, and he's always been happy, and he's been there for years. And he would be the guy that would know, you know, all the skeletons in the yep, closet they're all kind of type of deal. Yeah. So mm. and yeah, don't I, forget her and Kazi have been friends since they were kids, because in that karate scene where the big kid is is uh taking down that kid, that, that's Kazi as a kid. So they've been friends that long. She's 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 not. But I don't think she's bad at all, is she? Um, and I don't think her dad was either. Her dad seemed like a decent guy, yep. and it seemed like he got sort of into the wrong things for the right reasons. Do you know what I mean? Yep. And um, uh, he kind of got carried away with that life, and he was trying to, you know, I guess earn money for his daughter to help her with her prop, you know, with her with her issues. Yep. Um, and things like that. And I think that that's um. You know, he seemed like a decent guy, which is what surprised me when, when you know, he was a tracksuit. Um, so um, I think she's deep down, she's a good person as well, which we'll obviously find out. You know, yep. I should imagine that she'll end up being um, a hero rather than a rather than a villain um, it, it, in this series. I should imagine we'll see that before she gets her own series. But um, yeah, no, she's 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 cool. She's cool. And in this episode today as well, she had that little moment where she sort of bowed out in the end, didn't she? She was sort of, okay, you know, I, I can see what's going on here. And she had a second thought, didn't she? 
Yeah. And then but back to her, her dad, though, it, it just seems like he did what he had to do to survive and to provide for, for his daughter. So it, it does seem like and maybe maybe, that, maybe that, and if it does end up being that Kazi killed her father, maybe he was wanting out of the track suits. Maybe he was, you know, turning to a different mm-hmm. lifestyle. And that's why they set up to look like Ronin to kill him to keep Maya mm-hmm. under control. Yeah, that that sounds very feasible, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, but also, before we move on completely from last week's episode, um, the, uh, the the uncle, the hand, the hand yes. on the shoulder, an uncle. I mean, come on, if that's not Vincent D'Afonio, I don't know who he is. Uh, everyone keeps saying that him being in this series is the worst kept secret uh, right now. <laughs> so the the hand, the suit, you know, it's yeah, he, he did definitely fist. Didn't Kingpin in the in the comics try and convince her that Daredevil killed her father? Yes, um, he he did, and then she was after Daredevil, but she was in love with uh, Murdoch, and mm-hmm. she ends up shooting Fisk in the face in the comics mm-hmm. when she finds out the truth. If I remember correctly. Um, but yeah, she was after Hawkeye, but she ends up being in love with Murdoch. Doesn't know that Murdoch is, is I'm sorry, not Hawkeye, with Daredevil. Doesn't know that Murdoch is Daredevil, but they have a relationship. Um, if I remember correctly. So in in this situation, you know, obviously we may not get Daredevil. I mean, just throw that to the side, you know, obviously. But like with Kingpin, do we think that maybe Kingpin could have done this to maybe like sharpen her to make her like a weapon? Control her. Yeah. Well, I mean, to like, you know, make her a killing machine, give her a reason to be like an assassin. Because obviously he's been there and influenced in all her life for them showing that moment with her as a kid. And, and picking her up from from karate practice so mm. um yeah and we just had that little bit of uh dialogue in this episode where clint was saying the same sort of thing that he's been you know yeah okay he saved lives but he was, he was trained to be a killer and he was yep. just pointed pointed in the right direction you know um by by the right people is, is how he put it wasn't he but yep. and and obviously maybe maya's been pointed in the, the wrong direction by the wrong people so maybe exactly. it will help steer her in the right direction yeah and Maybe. bear in mind what the whole program's called it's it's uh, sorry not what the whole program's called what the comic book run was was called that this is based on my life as a weapon yep which you know you know and he almost says that exact he, phrase in the episode yeah he well. nearly said that i was like oh he's gonna say it you know that's fun that's like when they say the title of a movie in the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> so one thing i was really pumped for um besides the whole Alakwa Cox, you know, uh, Maya Lopez Echo piece of last episode was the very end of the episode when they go to Kate's uh, mom's house and we see uh, Jack grab that sword, the Ronin, or not the, it wasn't, yeah, the Ronin sword it was, and go to Hawkeye. I'm like, okay, this is it. We're finally going to get some kind of origin story for Clint in the MCU because out of the core five Avengers, he's the only one we have not gotten anything mm. origin about him yet because we have the Incredible Hawk movie which basically is the origin story for Banner. We had Iron Man 1. Um, we had Thor 1, which had the flashbacks and that kind of stuff, and Black Widow. So yeah. Hawkeye is the only OG Avenger who we've not gotten that origin story out of. We, we even have an origin story for um, um, Rhodes becoming War Machine, you know? So it, it seems like that was the perfect opportunity to go back into the comics and you know, Swordsman being his mentor, trainer, the whole circus thing, the whole marriage with Mockingbird, um, they, Bobby, they, whatever, Bobby something. They, um, they so. even mentioned him in the Black Widow movie in Black Widow's origin with her joining S.H.I.E.L.D., but they, you know, like, yeah. they never showed anything. So, yeah, exactly. Like that, 
know. like they're, they're teasing us. I was like, all right, next episode it's gonna go down. You know, they're gonna acknowledge each other. There's gonna be some kind of like quick fight or something, or some kind of flashback with uh, with Barton in, in his uh, pre Shield days. But we got nothing. And are we done with episode three? Or can I go to episode four? Beginning? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah and you know, starting with episode episode four, it's a coffee sit down with, with her mom, Jack, Clinton, and and Kate. I'm just like, come on now. Now, unless they're playing coy, and that sometime between, you know, episode five, episode six, we see some kind of indication they do know each other. I, I think it, it was a missed opportunity. Yeah, I don't think I, I thought that at first that we might see that that they were doing that, but I don't think so. I think I don't I don't think that they're going to go there with uh, with Jack and yeah. um, and Clint. I think they've I think they've uh, they've skipped that part. But um, yeah, I don't know. It is a shame because, yeah, you would like to see that it was mentioned again this week, wasn't it, about the shot that he didn't take. Yep. You know, that was the best shot that he's ever had. It was the one that he didn't take. So it was kind of, you know, seeing a bit of stuff pre-Avengers um, of Clint or hearing about it at least. Um, I'm trying to work out how old are his kids, do you think? I would probably... That- there was that piece of paper in the episode. That... Yeah, I think back and look. Oh yeah, that's yeah, right. There was, had, wasn't there? I think one was like twelve. One was maybe like sixteen. Yeah, the um, uh, the older lad um, mm-hmm. should know his name, shouldn't I? But the older lad. Um, one one thing I thought real quick. I want to jump back to the last episode. Is like, did you guys also see how insulted um, Maya was for him having a hearing aid? Mm-hmm. It's almost like her powers come from her disabilities in a way. And she's insulted by him having to use one. Um, I thought that was interesting too. And wonder if that has any playing going forward as well. But back to episode four. Sorry, that just popped in my head real quick. No, crack on, crack on. Um, yeah, I, I'm. I'm just going to find out now because uh, I think two, two are teenagers and one's probably five or six, maybe or four yeah, to six one, in age. One's one's really young. Yeah, the, the youngest, the youngest son has to be like four to six, probably. Mm. Um. Cooper's the oldest lad, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's probably in his, his or, uh, mid-teens, probably early teens. Yeah, I think so. Because um, obviously, uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel, yep, Pietro, is the baby. Nathaniel, Nathaniel Pietro, he was the one that was born just after um, AOU. Yeah, Age of Ultron. But anyway, my point is, is I'm trying to I'm trying to work out when our oldies kids are, because then it, that kind of that that's part of his history that we don't know that we haven't yep. seen that happened. He his kids were obviously born already before. Um, uh, Avengers, weren't they? Yep, and um, which which uh, makes me to believe. Well, before I talk about this, let's let's talk about the apartment scene with with him and Kate, and him going back and talking about you know basically remember before how we talked about so far Kate doesn't grasp the gravity of the situation still, and we still yeah. haven't seen that yet up until the very end of episode four. I think she finally saw the gravity of the, of the situation, mm-hmm. um, but. With him telling that basically he was Ronin, she was kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. But because she's still still enamored with with him being Hawkeye and him being an Avenger, that him kind of telling her about Ronin kind of just rolled off of her like it was nothing. Mm, I think I think it's um. So um, we was watching it earlier on, and my wife was getting really frustrated. She was like, "God, she's so annoying. Why is she doing this? Why is she not mm-hmm. listening to him?" And it's like, and but I think that's exactly why though, Joan, because she hasn't, she doesn't really. She's like playing a game, isn't she? Yeah. And and he's very serious about this whole thing. You know, he's like, you know, he said to his mum, like, you know, said to her mum, I'm going to ensure that she doesn't get hurt. And he sent her home and he was, you know, cutting the wire so that she would go. And he's he's almost having a go at her. It's almost like um, 
you know, um, it's funny, like with the dog, with yep. uh, with Lucky the Pizza Dog, you know, you've seen it in movies before, haven't you? You've seen it in programs where somebody's like shouts at a dog to make the dog go away because they don't want the dog to follow them, but not because they don't want the dog, because it's better for the dog if they stay away. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if they if they have a go at them, they'll go away and they'll be safe. But if they don't, they'll follow them. And I think Kate's almost a little bit like that, isn't she? Yes. She's like following, she's almost following Clint around, even though he doesn't want her there. Yep. Um, and then you've got the and then I'm not I'm not comparing Hayley Steinfeld to a dog, but then you've got the dog following around Kate, haven't you? The dog's yep. like, I'm gonna come everywhere you go. And she's sort of treating it nicely. And she's kind of doing that to Hawkeye, and Hawkeye's kind of trying to push yeah, her sure away. away. But, and yeah, I, yeah. Sort of, and oh. even with and I can see where Hawkeye is coming from in this episode because that conversation that he had with Kate's mom, which I don't think was was her more. I, I think the conversation that she had with with Clint about, you know, you can protect your partner. You can protect Natasha. I don't want my daughter getting hurt. I think that was more of a warning about the overall situation, not just Kate's safety. Mm. Yeah. Mate. Well, I, I, and that leads, that's a, a nice little segue into obviously she made the phone call. It seems like she made the phone call to, was it, was it Val that she spoke to? Was it Yelena that she spoke to directly? But obviously, then Yelena turns up at the end. Um, or it's her calling Kingpin and Kingpin's in, in coat of Val. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But obviously, yeah, you, 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 uh, sorry, going back to what you were saying, you might be right there. It might be she's saying she's almost giving him a hint like, yep. get, out, get out now before you get hurt, sort of thing. Exactly. You know? Because um, obviously with this, there's a lot going on with her and Jack that we don't know. I don't know whether they know about what's going on with one another. You know, I don't she, think they do. Yeah, I think Armand might have done. Yes, which is kind of where he ended up being killed. But there's obviously a lot to resolve in in a couple of episodes, isn't there? it? It's a good to go out because you went to say something for a little bit. Go ahead. Uh, oh no, I was just going to say I, I really thought that part was interesting where Clint was like looking into Jack and was looking into like you know who he is, what he does, like how he's the CEO for the company that's like laundering money, and it was like he knew nothing about him. So like that threw all expectations yep. of ties, everything right out the window mm-hmm. for me. It was uh, cool to it was cool to see Laura though, but being a bit um, uh, sort of um, investigatory, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, and and it was it was really funny watching this episode, watching Clint, you know, kind of constantly be like, "Oh, you're an Avenger. Oh, you're the Archer. You're you're Aaron." You know what I'm saying? Like everybody just kind of they never really called him like Hawkeye, like yeah. and, and and he's. He's got that image problem, as Kate talks about. And Marketing. She's so, yeah, yeah. And she's so focused on, like, what it's like to be a hero and the appearance of being a hero that even the actual, like, physical appearance of his costume was mentioned in this last episode where she was, like, with the LARPers. They were like, oh, well, do you think you could make me a costume? And, and yep. they're like, oh, yeah. And then she's like, well, could you make two? Because, you know, he has an image problem. He has a branding issue. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm so glad we got more LARPers, too, because they cracked me up. The LARPers, uh, I, I like that, that that little that little piece in, the, in these epi- in these episodes. But um, back to what Andy was saying about the Armand thing, it, it's like uh, I think that uh, Bishop was getting close um, to what Armand was doing. The way he was complaining about her in the first episode, um, and maybe that's why Jack killed her, killed him because because I think maybe she was starting to uncover stuff, and maybe you know that was going to expose Jack. But mm-hmm. we also know that that Bishop is not innocent either because she definitely called somebody sinister um, after that interaction with Clint. Mm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
I'll be um, I'll be interested to see if uh, see if he comes back, if yeah. Armand comes back, if he wasn't really dead, um, or if something else is going on there. Um, do we do we think Kate's mother could be in cahoots with Jack? I think no, I don't think it's with Jack, but I think she's in with with Kingpin or yeah. or mm-hmm. Val or or somebody else. Her comp- that company that she works for is very sinister because you saw yeah. like, the the tracks that are tied to it. Jack, the CEO. Mm. There's a lot I think of they shady all, stuff I think going they on. They all might be. Yeah. I think they all might be involved with Kingpin. They just don't really know it, or they yeah. kind of do, but they don't really know which part each other plays. And Kingpin's playing them all. Yep. Yeah, they, he's, they, he's basically a puppet master. A puppet master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they're you know they're all kind of isolated to what they do and what they're exposed to. Yeah, yeah they all think right. they're working against each other, but in all yeah. actuality, they're doing as he wants. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. yeah, and he's the one that's sort of pulling all the strings. And if he wants them arguing. They're arguing, or they're, if they're arguing, they're arguing because he wants them arguing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I just just coming back to Laura, it was interesting. Did she speak Russian to Clint then, or did she speak? She spoke another language to him. She was the one that found out the information about Jack's company. Mm-hmm. Um, she knew about the watch, or did not necessarily knew about the watch, but asked him about the other artifacts. So she knows more. I, I thought she was just sort of. Um, with all due respect, like just Clint's wife at home, but she's not. She's she obviously knows a lot more about what goes on with his work than we've ever been led to believe before. I'm gonna say it now. She's Mockingbird. Yeah. Mm. Think about it. Think about it. Just think about it here. Because remember, back to AOU, Fury set up a safe house, a safe house off the books for the Barton family. Mm-hmm. Right. Think about Mockingbird, Bobby, was Bobby Morris her, Bobby in the Morris, comics? Yeah. Yeah. Um, her arc in the comics about faking her death, you know, hiding her, that kind of stuff, what she went through, former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. So, and also um, think about how Fury in the MCU has also kind of played that relationship thing with Banner and Natasha um, from the first Avengers saying you never know, you know, you hope for the best type of thing at, at the end of AOU as well. Mm. Um, so there's some history there in the MCU of Fury playing matchmaker also. Um, but you know, she could be, you know, with her resources, the way she talked, you know, that kind of stuff. She's almost like she's a formal shield agent. Yeah. Um, yeah. that has kind of that's off the books now and their homes off the books. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think she's gonna be in the Mockingbird, and maybe we'll find out her real name is Bobby Morris, and yeah. that Laura uh Barton is just her cover name or just her to hide her. But maybe we'll find out. Yeah, I, 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 she, they're married and they're a couple. Like her name yep. is no, yeah, and and, and yeah. Mockingbird and Clint were married. In the, Bobby and Clint were married yeah. briefly in the comics too. So yeah, they were. Yeah. There's some history there. So she yeah, changed I'll her name to right. Barton to hide her to hide her past. You know, but they're yeah. really yeah. I do believe they're really married. I'm, I'm just saying, watch that twist happen to her being Mockingbird. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think that's a really good shout, and I think that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? Yep. Um. You know, I, I was just looking and um, Cooper, so their oldest son, yeah. would have been born in about 2003, 2004, roughly. That's when he would have been born within the universe. So, um, uh, fighter, no, hold on. He'd be nine. about eight in the first Avengers? Yes, yes. Yeah. So he'd be about eight or nine in the first Avengers movie. Um, and then I'm not sure when Age of Ultron took place. Was it about three years later, maybe? Yeah, like 2015, what, I think. What's the current year right now? Yeah. 2023? Yeah. 20, 20, they're, they're in no they're no wait a minute they're in 2024 aren't oh, they yeah, yeah, so yeah. they're in 2024 oh, yeah. so he's so 17 plus what uh four 21, 21. minus five 
16. He's 16 years old. 16. Yeah. 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 So that make that that's about sense. And Lila's a little bit younger, isn't she? Yeah, so, she's probably early um, teens or preteen. Yeah. Uh, talking about his family, that was um that was quite a touching scene. And he do you know what? He's so good, Jeremy Renner. I think he, he's actually a really good actor as well, isn't he? That whole bit in in the house when he was explaining about the shot that he never took and when yep. he was explaining about his family being blipped. Yep. He's just so convincing. He really is. He's just excellent. Um and uh, yeah, that was really touching the way they overlaid the music. The, yep, the, 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 from, the Vormir music. Yeah. Yes. Yep. The Vormir music. They overlaid that. Then they then they also did it again when he cut Kate's um, yep. wire because he was like, look, you know, let it go, and you know, you get out of here, and all of that sort of stuff. So yeah, that was um, that was really that was really cool. I really like that, and that was again Jeremy Renner sort of flexing his acting chops for me. But there were some parallels there too of that the shot you don't take. Um, she had she uh kate had yelena dead to rights on that roof and she also had echo dead to rights too and mm-hmm. notice with echo maya lopez she only got her on the shoulder to kind of get her to get her away but then with yelena she just stopped completely well yelena sort of just she shook her head at her she yeah. sort of went no don't do yep. it you know she sort of said don't do it you know yeah and um the i mean the i guess the age is probably not far different between the two of them but yeah. obviously the yelena's experience is just you know well uh, do you think do, th- do you think yelena was more saying don't do it uh for for you know for, for flash for pushback you know to kate or just saying that you don't want to be a killer like me type of no what, what kind of no do you think that was like a like a don't make a move right now because you're not my target and if you do then i'll have to engage you type type okay. of thing like you know like i'm, yeah. I'm choosing mercy right now on you type of thing like, yeah i think you might be right I, although i didn't quite understand why she ran off she seemed to be fairly in control and then yeah. she ran and then she sort of did that and then left and i was like oh well, I think um, once Kate had the drop on her, she's like, okay, this is something that, that I don't want Kate. And maybe she didn't want to keep have Kate involved because, again, she said the no. You know, yeah. she didn't want to get Kate involved. She kept yeah. taking Kate down to where she was out of the picture but not hurt. Yeah. You know, yes. Maya was yeah. the one that was more engaged with hurting Clint, Clint and Kate than Elena was with, mm. with Kate. Yeah, yeah, so, you're not right. Yeah, you're not wrong. Um, I think that would be interesting to see how much Yelena is is involved with uh, the next two episodes. I'm hoping a lot. I'm hoping I don't think they involve this. I, I don't think there's much more. Honestly, I, I think we'll see that, and then when we see like a sit down. I, I know there's been talk of a sit down talk because I know there's been some reports before the series came out that maybe there's like a coffee shop talk between Kate and Yelena. So maybe this leads to something more, or maybe something we'll see at the very end of the series. But I don't think Yelena's gonna be a big part of the series. You know, I'm, I'm, I don't. Let me rephrase what I just said then, because that wasn't strictly. I don't necessarily want to see loads. I want to see it resolved. Yeah, I want to see her little part in this and the the end scene of Black Widow and what we saw in today's episode and her relate. She's not stupid. She's a she's a decent person, Yelena. Um, and I need I, me personally, I want to see that resolved in this series in these next two episodes. I think that conversation, because with 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 Hawk with Clint telling Kate about the whole Black Widow thing and his past and that kind of stuff, I think it ends up being a conversation between Kate and Yelena. I don't think we see Yelena and Clint get engaged again in any kind of uh, fight or anything. I think because with Kate showing her mercy on the roof, maybe or not taking the shot, maybe Yelena saw something and they have a conversation, and that could be it for now. That, that that's what I'm gonna guess. Mm, yeah, nice. I tell you, what I'd like to see. I'd like to see um, Clint at um, Natasha's grave. Yes, I thought that that was going to be a, a incredible Black Widow. Remember that? 
I guess saying that that was my guess, the family at, at her grave. Mm-hmm. And maybe it, maybe it is in credits. We see the three of them, Clint, Val, and Yelena at the gravesite. Yeah, maybe. I don't think yeah, I don't think we'll see Clint with with Val. I reckon he might even be knowledgeable about Val and might not yeah, want him further. But we might see um Nathaniel there, because like with Clint and yeah. his family, because they're they're you know, he named Nathaniel was named after Natasha, wasn't he? Mm-hmm. And Pietro. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we finally now see that that Kate does finally see the gravity of the situation now after the rooftop because Clint Clint is still showing PTSD. You, you saw the flashbacks and he was sleeping slash laying in the chair. Mm-hmm. Uh, the flashbacks he was having of the snap of the Ronin days of Natasha. Um, you saw the similar situation happen with Kate getting thrown off the roof by Elena, but she was strapped in so she wasn't going to get hurt. You know, the, the way he told her, you have to, you know, we're done type at the end of the episode so i don't we know they're not done but we do know that that finally kate i think i hopefully now that she's getting the gravity of, of the situation that's going on mm. well and, and, i was just gonna say and clint's such a veteran you know like in mm-hmm. in in that area of expertise like even when she's walking down the hallway and she's carrying her bow and she's like you know like how do you walk around with this thing in places and he's like oh i have a collapsible one like everything yep. every problem he's got like a solution for everything yeah. he's got figured out you know for kate's like do 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 who cares like the entrance <laughs> so, so that building for the apartment he's like you know she's like why are we up higher vantage point is like no you want to know your escape actress it's not how you get in it's how you get out type of thing and all of a sudden she's gone. She's like, you stay here, we look out, all gone. And she's like, whatever. And then she's in the elevator with the guy talking to herself. And then the guy's like, give me my groceries back. And then she goes in the apartment. And then, you know, she's like, what are these alarms going off? And then we find out it's, it's uh, Maya Lopez's apartment. And it's, it's for her, uh, her centers for her being um, for, for death, you know, her official indicators. Um, and so she's still not grasping all this yet. Um, you can see she does a little bit in the apartment. But she still doesn't. Even after she gets thrown off the roof and Clint tells her to go, she still doesn't listen, still doesn't get it. And maybe it's mm-hmm. her not wanting to leave Clint, you know, you know, single handed. But still, at the very end of that, we, we finally get that. And we, we saw that it's I want to know how Maya, Maya Lopez got the, the family information mm-hmm. and what's the story. What's the rest of the story with that watch? Right. Yeah, definitely. Want to know about watch. Just quickly before we go. So I'd like to speak about a watch, actually. But before we go on to that, I think it's just all of this. And, and like I said, going back to what um, my wife was saying when she was watching it, going back to what you've been saying, Jaren, and what Alex has been saying about Clint being a veteran. She, uh, Kate's just very naive and young. And, yes. And she doesn't really understand the, the real world implications of what she's doing, which is, which is just a, generally speaking, is a comment on somebody who's new at work. You know, she's she's new at work and this is her work. She's new to being an Avenger. She doesn't really know the ropes. She doesn't really understand the consequences of some things. And Clint's trying to teach her. He's like her journeyman. You know, she's turned up at work. She needs somebody more experienced to show her the ropes. And yeah. that's exactly what's going on. Um, and, and I'll make the comparison again between this kind of sort of um, almost like worshipped, you know, scenario you've got the dog who's following kate around and kate's just like yeah come on in you know i'll yeah. feed you pizza or whatever and then you've got kate who's following clint around and he's like oh okay well i've got to look after you but i don't really want to he's like very reluctant you know and he's he doesn't want it to get hurt and and i think this is this is her sort of coming of age story almost but anyway back to the watch or to the watch um yeah that'd be interesting to see who that belongs to what did clint say did he say something along the lines of it was somebody who's 
no longer operating, yes. who's, but their identity is still tied to it. So could that be the mocking mean, the mockingbird clue? Yeah, but it didn't uh, see um uh, uh one of my I think my son, I don't know. I think my, one of it was one of my kids said, um, is it her watch? And then my wife went, no, that's a man's watch. Yeah. And it, to be fair, it does look like a man's watch. I mean, I know there's no such thing really as a man's watch or a female's watch, but it did look like a chunky sort of bigger watch that a, a male would wear. So I'm not sure. I, I like the idea because it makes sense with all of those other little clues that we've spoken about, but I don't think it is. So whose is it? Could it be Tony Stark's? You know? Like, it it, and, it, it and, could be. And it could give access to different things in Avengers Tower. See, that's what I first thought, like too. Because I, th- I thought there was either, I think in the Miles Morales game, there was something with the vault and the artifact. Maybe this was this was not, this is more aim or something else than, than Kingpin, but there was something similar in, I think, Miles Morales' game on that storyline. And that's what I first thought, too, because Jamie and I were talking about this on the side, about is that something, you know, is Fist the new buyer of Avengers Tower? Does that open up something in Avengers Tower? But what if it was... What if that watch belonged to um, uh, Mockingbird's partner before Clint recruited her, or before she got in the shield, and that's how it, her cover can be blown, type of thing too, as well. If it's tied to that, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, there's um because he said they said there's a beacon in the what in, yep. in the watch mm-hmm. which is flashing. Um, yeah, I'm I like the idea of what you said, Jaren, about the kingpin thing. And when I first read it a couple of weeks ago when we were chatting about it, I was like, oh yeah, that's a that's a good plan, that's a good idea. And then I instantly thought, surely Tony wouldn't have been so stupid to just leave stuff in yeah. the building when he's gone. You know, the stuff's gonna go. So I don't think that is the way it's going, but um. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see if it's somebody else, um, or maybe, maybe he's maybe it's Jacks. Maybe it's Jacks Watch. Maybe he was because he was an Avenger, wasn't he? Swordsman was an Avenger before um, Hawkeye was briefly. He, yeah, he was the one that brought Hawkeye into the Avengers yeah. in the first place, wasn't he? Yeah. So maybe it was his. Um, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's why he wanted it. Yeah, maybe maybe Jack and 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 Bobby were partners in Shield before Clint came along. Maybe, you know, or maybe, maybe the reason why they're off that watch is for Kingpin and it's someone who went after Kingpin or, or did something to someone close to Kingpin. And that's the way they find out who that person was. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Could be. Yeah. It could be. I can't quite make out what it was, what it, what it was on there. It looked a bit red, didn't it? The, yeah. the, the face of it. Yeah. Cause at first I thought it was like the watch from um civil or no, from winter soldier. When he no. grabs the. So we're civil war. Yeah. Yeah. When he grabs in the black, Yeah. In the hand. Yeah. yeah. I thought that was the similar watch like that, but I don't think it is. Um, no, I, think I reckon we're along those lines. Yeah. I think it's more shit related than, than Tony Stark related. Well, it's yeah. a, it's a, it's a Rolex, right? So yeah. it's, it's gotta be like a very expensive watch in, in that case, even if it's, you know, something else. So somebody that probably has expensive taste would have it. I don't know who that would be, but. And Hawkeye seems to know about that watch too. So. Yeah, maybe it's something to deal with his recruitment into Shield. Mm-hmm. I just I, yeah. I don't I don't see Shield giving like their agents Rolexes. You know what I'm saying? Like that's. But not, maybe not... maybe it was like something off of a uh, of a mark in the earlier days, and that Rolex was used as a reminder or turned into some kind of device. You know th- that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um it's definitely important. It's definitely important if they've. Uh, they've they've made sure that they've made it important, haven't they? And they know they've they've all wanted it. They all want it. 
You know, the baddies want it, the goodies want it. Other people have got it who don't really know what it is. So it's it's definitely an important artifact. So it'd be interesting to see um, exactly what it is. But I'm going to bank on the fact that it's it's what we was just saying there that it's somebody's um, who who used to be an Avenger who's, who's sort of in hiding basically, and Fisk wants it to find out who it is so that he can get them. I'm trying to think because we don't have any history of pre-Avengers before the Avengers movie. Well, well, we kind of do, don't we? Um, they were called, It was the Avengers Initiative back in the 90s when um, Fury made it the Avengers Initiative. He, he started it, yeah, but, but we have no information other than that of him taking oh. the name off of Carol's jet in, no, the yeah, in the scene from Captain Marvel. That's all we have. Yeah, but there's a there's a 15 year period yeah. there, isn't there? Roughly between 20, well, just between 2008, I guess, and whenever that was in the 90s at some point in the early 90s. Um, and actually, if you look at the character who plays Jack, that age, that age might yeah. fit in well to somebody who was in their late 20s in the sort of 90s. Um, so it could well be somebody of that age, or oh, even Armand or someone. I, I, there's more going on with Armand that like. You know, um, but you would still th- think that if 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 it was Swordsman slash Jack, you know, that him and Hawkeye would still recognize each other. Yeah. That's yeah. what you know. Yeah, I know. Or maybe Hulk- maybe Hawkeye doesn't recognize him, but maybe Jack recognizes Hawkeye. Maybe, and he's just playing, like you said, he's playing coy. But yeah, I don't know. Unless 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 he's had some kind of facial reconstruction after his days to. Natasha did have that face mask thing that she yeah. changed her appearance with. So who knows? Maybe they, they go that route or something. You know? Maybe. Maybe. But there, there's a lot to unpack in the two episodes because we know all the reports out there are saying that episode five is going to set social media ablaze. So hello, we, Fisk. So most likely yeah, Fisk. Come on, King Finn. Yeah. <laughs> most likely it's Fisk. Most likely there's something else in the episode. Maybe we, we get some, some ancient history because a lot of these series, we've gotten some back history at some point. Yes, we've gotten Kate's back history with, with the, in the first episode, but that's all we've gotten. You know, they're going to have to explain Kingpin. They're going to have to explain, you know, ex- at some point Jack. There's more there with Jack that we, we have not seen yet. You know, they, they haven't explained all the swords. They have, you know, Kate's on to them, but nothing else has been explained. So, you know, is, is Laura Mockingbird, you know, what's going to happen to Clint's family? You know, how does, you know, I don't think we're going to see any kind of resolution with Maya. Lopez in this series, just for the fact that Echo was doing her own series. Mm. Um, so I think she, I think in this, by the end of this, the next two episodes, we, she may find out that she's been duped about her father. I think that's the, probably, probably going to be the end of it. And that's going to roll over into her own series where it's rumored that Daredevil's in that series as well. Mm. So, yeah, she might do a bit of a sort of walk away type thing. Yep. You know, like, oh, okay, I'm not going to kill the bad. I'm not going to kill the good guy then. Yep. You know, I'm just going to walk away and leave the good guy to then fight the bad guy again, you know? Yeah. And come um, back with like a vengeance maybe for Kingpin or somebody else later down the line. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I think Hawkeye knows that that the person that killed her father was not him, just as Ronan. Because that whole conversation with Kazi in the Land Cruiser was very interesting to me. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Because he's um, like, she's, he's like, she keeps going this path, she's going to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, he basically yeah. warned him that you know she you have her ear, tell her to let it go because you know pretty much she's not like she's going to find out. I think that's mm-hmm. a big clue there that either 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 what happened is that 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 was Hawkeye as Ronin hired by Kingpin because remember there's tracksuit history with him. 
that's mentioned this episode, or it was Kazi dressed as Ronin that killed her father. It's one of those two things that's going to happen. But mm-hmm. both of them tie back to Kingpin. And that's why I think he warned Kazi to get her to go away because she's not going to like what she's going to find out. Yeah, I think I, I think whoever it is, it was Death Kingpin. Again, yeah. he, he's that puppet master, isn't he? He's pulling all the yep. strings, he, and he's um he's the one that's in control of everything. And I think that's who we're going to see next week. Going to be a big uh, big reveal next or, week. Or to correct what I said, Kingpin didn't hire Hawkeye during the snap. There's something that Kingpin did to lead Hawkeye to do what he did. Mm-hmm. If, if if it's Hawkeye in that Ronin suit that did it to her father. Like mm-hmm. Hawkeye killed him trying to get the fist kind of type deal. Or and... fist set or fist set her father up to make you believe they were doing something more than they were because remember he keeps saying the tracksuits are idiots, basically. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe Kingpin did something to make it look like her father was into something more heinous than what he really was in. Remember, the, remember with Rhodey get him out of the way, maybe. Yeah, maybe with Rhodey in Mexico, what he found, the bloodbath and that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, in in game, so yeah, it's interesting. There, I'll tell you one thing. I am really disappointed about. I um, we got no bros. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero we, bros. We only saw one tracksuit though. The whole episode that was Kazi. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Oh, well, we got they got the, what? What was uh, what was written on? What's written on their vans? Like hire a bro or yeah, oh, yeah. trust a bro, <laughs> trust a bro, <laughs> trust a bro. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> trust a bro. Um, but yeah, we got no bros. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um, Jamie's bro count is is not going up as high as we all thought it would. Yeah, but, I guess um, three, and I was wrong. I was you know I was off at three. Yeah, I said four. I said four. So, so yeah. Yeah, zero. Um, but look, listen, guys, we've um, we've unpacked those two episodes quite nicely there, actually, and we've um, we've discussed what's happened. We've we've put our little spin on what we think might happen, and um, I think it's uh, I think it's this really exciting series, and I'm really enjoying this series, um, probably more than the other Disney Plus shows that we've seen so far, to be totally honest. Um, but uh, but yeah, uh, really enjoying it. Uh, we've had some good news. Uh, as in, we've had some good, <laughs> you know, nobody, <laughs> nobody's pregnant. Um, <laughs> we, we've had uh, we've had a good news section, so um, I think we've had a decent episode. And um, again, just looking forward to next week's episode, where I can absolutely guarantee that we will have a special guest on, and it will be uh, it will be Luke next week for certain. This time, I'm not just saying that, I'm not getting my dates wrong, and we're going to uh, preview No Way Home um and that will hopefully be out in the next few days for you guys to listen to next monday we hope that that will be out but uh enjoy this episode go on joan you see if we record if we record uh, on sunday that will be out monday because i'll have it done monday night or sunday night so there we go there we go you've heard it here first <laughs> we will record sunday yeah um there, there's no way i would have recorded last sunday by the way i was just in yeah was, you're feeling good not, not a good place. <laughs> <laughs> Not a good place to be. Um, guys, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for uh, thank you for joining me. Thank you guys for listening and uh, catch us next time. Take care. See you later. See you.